okay guys we're back we just had to talk shit briefly but we're back um that's gonna be the intro the ah okay guys we're back um okay one more thing one more thing about bejeweled now you thought we need a jingle danny writes songs so she was assigned this task reconnecting the podcast this is the worst jingle Okay, well, I still don't like the jingle. I do love playing around in GarageBand. Um, Jack Antonoff, please consider this your formal invitation to help us write and produce a jingle. Hello. Hi, Danny. Is this weird that, um, is it weird for our listeners that I'm the one recording on my computer and you're on the phone? I feel as though there is a weight lifted off my shoulders and I'm loving it. Okay, well, we'll see how it goes today. Um, but but maybe maybe I'll invest in a podcast microphone and we'll we'll really reverse the rules. Maybe or I can just mail mine to you and it can be yours forever. And I can and I can edit. Oh oh, I thought you were gonna say you can mail the file and I can edit it. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a package coming your way. <laughs> for context, um, I suggested to Maya that I record today because I just had a podcast assignment for one of my classes and I said to my group I was like. I actually, like, I have a podcast with my friend, and, you know, like, I can help us with, like, writing the script and doing, like, intros and transitions, and they're like, oh, you can record, like, you have the equipment, and I was like, no, I don't, but, but, but I have a really good friend who does, you have the equipment and know what to do, but I had a lot of fun um, playing around with GarageBand, so that's what I'm doing this time, and so far, so good. That's a great plan. Um, so, Maya, tell me about your day. Um, so here's what happened during my day today. I woke up at 8.15 and I had been, I had been off of my phone for over eight hours and 15 minutes. So today, I, I think they will get this episode out pretty quickly. Um, today's October 21st. Happy birthday, Kimberly, and happy release day to midnight. So I woke up, I listened to the album, walked to get coffee, came home, got dressed, like changed for class, went to class. Um, the girl who I sat next to in class, who was so nice, she told me this was the history of the economy. And she told me that I was so good at explaining economic concepts in ways that are understandable. And that was the best compliment I've ever gotten because that's like all I've ever wanted to do with my life. And then I came home, I had lunch and I've just kind of been like doing little tasks and um, re-listening to the album all day today. And then um, soon I'm going to make Wacky Mac with frozen peas for dinner. How about you? How's your day going? That sounds like a lovely day. So my day actually started at midnight. I, I decided in the end that I was going to stay up and just listen to a few of the songs and then go aim to be in bed or aim to be asleep at like 12.15, which is what I did. Um, and then I woke up. How do up. you do that? Like, how did you, how did you choose, did you choose songs in advance? Like, what did you do? So I, I didn't cho- exactly choose songs in advance, but I, I'm a big fan of like an opening track. I think that, I think you can, you, I think it's fair to like judge an album by the opening track because it's, you know, it, it should set like a good mood. So I listened to Lavender Haze and then I knew I wanted to listen to Antihero because the music video was coming and then I listened, or then I, like, started to listen to the track five, You're On Your Own Kid, and then, like, from there, I, I don't recommend doing this, and this, this actually feels uncharacteristic of me, but I listened to, like, different snippets of different songs, and I looked at the lyrics, kind of to give myself, like, a taster for 
the next morning. Um, so this morning I woke up at 8.30 and I did what I haven't done in so long, but is one of my favorite things to do, which is a Friday morning long walk and the long new music walk. Um, I remember doing this all the time in, in the spring, like before we went to camp, but like in between camp and school when there's a lot of new music coming out and a lot of like album releases, like two albums I was looking forward to released on the same day. So I would like wake up Friday morning, new music Friday, and would just go on like a two hour long walk listening to the new music. So I did that today, first with Midnight's and then with the new Carly Rae Jepsen album. So I had like a really, really long walk. Um, I came back home, showered, cleaned my room a little bit, um, and then did some like minor work here and there. I don't have anything big due this week that I haven't done yet, um, but I just have a lot of like discussion posts and reflections to write. So did some work on that. Went to campus and met with some friends for a committee that I'm on and then came back and now am talking to you. So that's been my day. Very, very Midnight's focused. Um, and both of us have a lot of thoughts that we really want to, we really want to get to the, the meat and potatoes of this episode is our, is our Midnight yeah. thoughts. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts, but I also like, I feel like I try to tread very lightly with like new Taylor releases. And I think I've been like this, like truly since Lover. Like I've tried to tread very lightly because I like there's just there's so many takes and like there's so much I feel like I get so emotionally attached to this music that I need to be very careful about like what information I consume mm -hmm. so I don't want to say too much and I also like I haven't like I haven't done research I haven't been looking at Twitter today and you and I have not like in any meaningful way discussed this album until right now we've oh, been saving it we had like, been... a talk today you sent me an audio message that was like, here's what I think about this song. And they're like, actually, no, I'm not going to. We're, we're going to save it for pod. Um, we've sent a few texts back and forth in, like, in group chats, but one-to-one, -one, Maya to Danny, Danny to Maya, we have not spoken about this album until right now, so I'm very excited. Um, I think, I think, I, I really resonate in terms of um, not wanting to be, like, I've been using Twitter, I mean, less frequently in general, to tell you the truth, um, but then... I said this and I tweeted this, how like in all the past Taylor album cycles and like album releases, I feel like I've had like my phone glued to my hands and I've just been like scrolling and like looking at reviews and like <laughs> writing and texting every single person I knew and, and, and tweeting and like very much I, like I, it was all consuming and this time it's not, which I think is a good thing. But, um, I mean, like I still am like, you know, Talk, obviously talking to my friends about it and I have a lot of we have a lot of Swifty friends who are very very much involved um but I don't know it's nice to I feel like with with this album I'm like forming my own opinions first and then like then now I get to share them with my friends well I'm also okay I I I understand what you're saying and I relate to it I think that I more so am trying to just not like there, there don't need to be any conclusions. Like it's, it's just music. Yeah. We can all, like, we can all chill. I'm like, there's some things that I'm like not interested in like talking about. And there's some, there's some like Taylor Swift, like trains that I, that I'm not riding. And I think mm. we'll get to that in my song by song notes. But do you have, do you have like overall notes about the album that you want to share? Um, I think I'll, I do. I think that more of my overall notes will come at the end um, okay. once we go through all I the songs. Starter one. 
But I, I also have some sorry ones. You want, you say your starters, then I'll say mine. Okay, one. Taylor, and these are not in any particular order, but here's, to be fair, what my doc says is, Maya's Midnight Notes, happy birthday, Kimberly. Um, overall, I think that Taylor was very right, and this is in no particular order, to name this album Midnight's. I think that the theme is very present in, like, very upfront ways. The theme of, like, these being songs about, like, nights awake. And I think it's also present in more subtle ways and i think that's really great like i think this is that's not surprising i don't know why i it's not that i thought that the theme wouldn't be good but like the theme was correct too i don't know that she's proving her ability to do anything new she's working with her favorite collaborators and writing the kind of very carefully crafted songs that she's known for like this is very like classic taylor swift writing i think that and then like to kind of follow that up i think that taylor swift big swifties underestimate the extent to which folklore and evermore were game changers in like how non-swifties think of taylor so i will definitely listen to this album more than i listen to folklore and evermore but it's not a showstopper in the same way this isn't to people who weren't swifties folklore and evermore were taylor doing something that they didn't know she was capable of doing and i think we all knew she was capable of doing that this this is not something brand new for her as far as i can tell um i also think that this album maybe it's because of the time span of like the material covered feels less personal than others it does not feel as up close and raw in the same way that other songs of hers do and i'll come back to those words up close and raw a couple more times in my notes on individual songs those are my pre-album notes okay first of all i very much agree with with everything that you said um i've had i'm having very similar very similar overall thoughts um although the note title for for my midnight notes app post the the title for my notes app is um midnight thoughts for pod um nice no happy birthday kim no no happy birthday kim although i did send you a text about kimberly um but we'll get there we'll get there um i think i think overall um you make a really great point about folklore and evermore being like these show-stopping very much like i think a turning point to a certain extent in taylor's career and that like also just like where like where were we as a in in the world in like June in July 2020 like it's folklore is is an event album and i think that it's almost like unprecedented how taylor has had like i think four event albums in a row like folklore very much was an event evermore is like the follow up swifties like to joke that taylor doesn't talk about evermore at all but like she doesn't like she doesn't need to like it's fo- it's folklore and evermore and then like with the re-records fearless with being like the first like it's not common that an artist of Taylor's magnitude like does something like um, Taylor's version does like something like the re-records and Fearless was the first to do that to do that and like Red I mean I, we could talk about Red forever but I think that Red Taylor's version was similarly another moment with a capital M to me Midnight's is like she's not reinventing the wheel and she's not trying to and I think there's like the knowledge of that to me this feels like the first it feels like the first Taylor Swift album that's just like, oh, it's a Taylor Swift album. Like, we know what to expect in a certain sense, as you were saying with, like, the well-crafted songs. I think I felt that way about Lover, but the difference... Okay, so what I think is a standout about about Fearless and Red, Taylor's version, isn't the Taylor's version, although, like, 
I think that's more of like a, a a business factor of like what was so show-stopping about that. But those albums, they're the original ones, are both about very specific and easily identifiable times in her life where this like it spans years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point too. Um, I think another kind of overall overall thought, and then I really want us to get into the specific songs. Um, I think that this is the first this is like the first Taylor album in I think since since Reputation where like I've needed I really needed um, a second listen. And I think, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod, but I, I've definitely written this like a hundred times. And in the, in like the, um, <laughs> so like the, you know all about my um, track five video essay script, which I'll eventually make one day. But I started writing it like after Lover was released, where I talk about like, my experience with Reputation, which is like when that album was released, I was at a point in my life, I was, I was 15, where Taylor was no longer like, the only artist that I listened to where like from the time I was five to the time I was 14 like if I was listening to music um on like my on my iPod touch like it was Taylor Swift or it was like the high school musical soundtrack um but like when Reputation came out like I was just less Taylor focused and I listened to it once and I was like okay fine and I would listen to it here and there but it took me a while to like I think get into like the lore reputation but like lover was like welcome back taylor into my life i'm going to listen to this album and only this album for the next few months um and then like i'm really i think with folklore evermore immediately like loved them at first sight or at first listen and then with the re-records like i knew the songs and the vault songs were exciting my first time listening to these songs were from midnight i was like i'm gonna need to listen to this again it, it felt like i almost felt like guilty that i was like I don't immediately love this. Why don't I immediately love it? And then I'm like, because it's rare that you like immediately love music in the first place. Like, yes, you can. And sorry, I shouldn't say it's rare. I think that a lot of times bodies of work need more than like a one through, like a once through listen at 12 a.m. when you're exhausted and like want to go to bed. Um, shall we get into the 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 songs? Yeah. Yeah. Start us off. Okay. La- and for reference, because we really have not discussed, for each song, I have between three and six bullet points of information. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, like, how much you wrote down. I, for some songs, I have just, like, one sentence, and for some, I have a whole paragraph. Okay. Okay. Lavender Haze. I wrote, a bop, I think it slays. That's okay. all I have. Okay. I have... One, not that deep for me personally, but so fun to listen to. Two, I think he knows with five exclamation points. Why did we write the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's so the same. Okay, Maroon, go. Or Maroon. do you have anything else to say? Um, or just we agree? I think we agree. Oh, one more thing was um, the 1950s. I'm thinking of this now on the spot. But the 1950s reference, um, when she's like, you know, they think that it's like a 1950s world a woman is only good for like a one night or a bride. I like, like I thought that was that was interesting, and also I like that she said nineteen fifties because lavender haze was a saying in the fifties and sixties, as we know from her like about the song video. But nothing else to say on lavender haze, maroon. I said maroon feels like a song that people on TikTok will analyze with a queer reading lens more so than others. Um, I also love when she does the thing of comparing a bunch of things together under one metaphor, like. It made me think of Invisible String, which goes, chains are my demon, wool to break the seasons, one single thread. Like, that ch- chains and wool, and like a wool sweater 
are all like one string of something. Um, and like, I just, I love that line. And I was like, oh, the mark they saw my collarbone, the rest that grew between telephones, the lips I used to call home, so scarlet was maroon. She's listing different things that are all the same because, but the thing that makes them all the same is also the metaphor she's talking about. And I just love that. And I, um, I like the song a lot. That was maroon. Okay, great. I have one. I'm famously a hater of the color maroon, but I am a lover of this song. Um, uh, I wrote down two lyrics for this song. One was, how do we end up on the floor anyway? Your roommate's cheap ass screw top rosé. That's how. Loved those, like that little mm-hmm. snippet. Um, this reminds me of Dancing With Our Hands Tied. Four. I just wrote down all the colors from the song. Burgundy, scarlet, rust, ruby, maroon. So interesting. Um, this is like, like when I say like, like this is so Taylor, like different shades of red is like so, mm-hmm. that's like such a Taylor Swift move. And like, I love that about her. Like, I think this is why, what I mean when I say like, this is like the really it's so well done and it's like the kind of writing that Swifties know and love mm-hmm. I also um I really loved when she said carnations you had thought were roses that's us I thought that was really great yeah it makes me think of um the song take like t- this is, they're not really related but the song take a walk by peach pit where they where the lines like um once I was outside Penn Station selling red and white carnations, anytime someone sings about carnations, I think of, like, that song, so. Interesting. I don't know that song. I just, I love this idea of, like, that's us. Like, carnations you thought were roses. I, I think that's so, I think that's, like, such a nice moment or thought that she captured. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you think the song is saying overall? Oh, why don't you tell me because here's the thing sometimes I think and this is like what what I think it's not a flaw but it's like a beauty of Taylor's work is that there's so many different ways that within the first few listenings of a song you can interpret like what the song is actually about um but I I was like I think that it's like thinking about thinking about being like young and and a bit and a bit sloppy messy chaotic and having a good grand old time and thinking about it fondly years later okay i don't think so i think this is about the song red oh okay that, that's i think that this song cannot be separated from red and i think it's not that explicit but like i mean I it's called maroon with our hands tied red and like she names five different shades of red in this song like I think that, like, it's that simple. Like, it's not red anymore. It's burgundy, scarlet, rust, ruby, maroon. Oh, okay. I guess also, I love, like, now I'm thinking about the lips I used to call home. I, like, I love, I also, I, I'm a sucker for anything that has, like, lip mouth imagery. Yeah, but you like body imagery. I, like, I don't love it. I think it's a little weird. I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's, I don't think it's body. I think it's just like, it's just when she talks about like just when she talks about lips, or and also um, <laughs> and also in like Vampire Weekend's Jerusalem, New York, Berlin, when he goes, um, our tongues will fall so still because it because it's referencing like okay, that's a good one because I because I appreciate a biblical reference. Yeah, so maybe I don't think Taylor's referencing the Bible here, but I just I like lips that you used to call your home. Wild and fre- wild and fluorescent, come home to my heart. I like the connections you're making. Thank you. I maybe I need to give Maroon and more listens to 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 fully get what it's saying because I I think I just don't know what what it's about, but I love it. Um, yeah. 
We need to talk about anti-hero. Can, can I read mine first for this Oh, one? yes, yes, please do. Okay. So I'm going to go in order. Um, the first thing I wrote down is, like, the first line of the song. I have this thing where I get older, but she never wise your midnights become my afternoons. This makes me wonder when she wrote this song and, like, what her what her perspective when writing this song was because I think that so much of what we've seen from everything from reputation on really is like an intense wisdom and I think that Taylor Swift's wisdom has led to us being a lot wiser Mm -hmm. so that was just surprising like for me to hear that yeah Um, I liked her use of prices vices crisis that was really great um this I wrote tornado child when I was um 17 i was in new york for like a college tour and i spent an afternoon with our counselor who lives in new york and we were talking about like my anticipation for like leaving home and um she told me that like either her parents or her brother like said something about how like she's an oldest daughter like me and said something about how like made a comment about how she was the tornado of the family and like when she was gone things calmed down a lot and like I am also the tornado child of my family like no one would dispute it I get reminded of this often I wrote I wrote this song cuts at all the mean things my family thinks about me and I think a lot of these have changed over time but I was I was listening to this like I'll stare I'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror it's like very 17 year old Maya very 18 year old Maya and I think I was listening to this, and I thought, so is, um, do you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise altruism like some kind of congressman. Like, I think that that is really a version of myself that I used to identify with, and I think is also a version of myself that, like, in my less wise and mature moments, my parents and brothers will reference. I think because they know it really hurts me to be perceived that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, wait, and then we have to, I wrote, she's so real for the sexy baby line. Yeah. I yeah she's so real for she's that. so I, real for sexy baby I I love the sexy baby line because I do yeah. too I know it's controversial but I, I I think it's great I mean I think sexy baby's special for us do you want to say all of your non-sexy baby thoughts and then we can just talk sexy baby yes okay <laughs> let's just talk sexy baby quote Maya Gamer okay yeah. um I'm going to read it. Like This is the, my stream of consciousness. I adore the song, and we can talk about Sexy Baby, but what really came to mind when I was listening to this on my walk this morning. So this was, like, somewhat more collected thoughts and, like, a collected joke. I think I was writing a joke when I wrote this. Um, I wonder how all the young millennial women therapists who are partying to 1989 in undergrad and acing their psych exams after a reputation pump-up and dancing to lover with their partners are now psychoanalyzing Taylor in this song. I'm thinking about the Swifties with jobs. Not TikTok therapists, but like real people. I don't think they could resist the urge to wonder what CBT and talk therapy habits this song requires. Um, and obviously that's a joke, but um, I think that I think that this song very much like hits home for people and like in a lot in a lot of in a in a in different ways based on your different experiences. And like it's to me, it's like this is what Taylor does, or one of the things Taylor does best, which is like being very specific and like we often think that if the more specific you get like the less relatable it is because you're talking about such such a unique experience but it actually ends up becoming more relatable because because you're going in such detail or because you're honing in on something so so specific people resonate with that like intensity um yeah um 
does this really feel as intense and specific to you as a song like Mirrorball? Because no. the first time I heard Mirrorball, I felt like ashamed and embarrassed of who I am at my core. And like, that's an experience that a lot of people had listening to a song like Mirrorball. And like, I, I love that song. I really resonate with it. But I, but it still feels like, it feels like shameful and secret to listen to. This is like, I don't, and maybe it's the production, but like this song just didn't, it didn't have the same closeness. I, and I, I, I agree to, to that. I think. I don't specific. I don't. I think that, I think part of it is the production. I also think, and this is, I want to talk about the music video, um, because I, I have we mentioned on the po- on I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I've definitely spoken about this with you. But on um, Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers' Lost Culturesos podcast, they have this theory of like Taylor Swift versus Taylor Swift, and yeah. I like to me like you need to first of all go listen to those two podcast episodes. Um, I was <laughs> it's funny actually earlier today I was like giving people a rundown of like Taylor versus Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, I think that the music video is like in some ways is. Taylor and Taylor like battling it out and like is is Taylor Taylor's anti-hero I don't think necessarily but I think that I think people contain multitudes and like sometimes the like the part of yourself that maybe like brings you towards like both Sasha Fierce not Beyonce the what this anti-hero was written by Sasha Fierce not Beyonce yeah I think that I think that Mirabal is Taylor whereas anti-hero is is Taylor like Mirabal is Taylor writing about what it's like to be Taylor and Taylor and Antihero is like Taylor writing about being Taylor and Taylor like it's it's they feel different and maybe it's just the production maybe it's just like the vibe of the song overall but it to me it's like I don't know if it's less sincere but it's just it's more it's it's less understated and and that makes sense for like what kind of genre the song like the the albums are and the songs are um right but like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Like that's that's like putting it out there. That's. I think that if like, obviously it's me. Like I think thinking specifically about my family, I've been told that so many times from the time I was twelve years old. Earlier, like that's not new. That's nothing. It's just like that's not. And I know that she did not write the song about me. In fact, it actually is about her. But like. <laughs> I think that it's lacking a, it, this is like saying the obvious truth and I think it I think it lacks um a level of closeness that songs like Peace and Mirrorball two of my top 10 songs mm-hmm. of hers have do you do you think that did you hear my covert narcissism I disguise altruism like some some kind of congressman is a a fair descriptor to add to my body of descriptors like I resonate with that I obviously you're not going to call your best friend a narcissist no but but I also I I think there were lines in this in throughout this album that I was like oh oh like me and my have to talk about and I I wrote that down that line wasn't one of them but I think that oh my now I need need to pull up the lyrics make sure that I'm right down what what other line did you write any other lines down um for each song um Sorry, you can hear me typing up. Um, antihero. Lyrics, lyrics. Um, I I can't... <laughs> We're three songs in and we've been on the phone for almost 30 minutes. I know, I know, I know. It's just because they're so good. Um, no, I know. 
gonna be a long one. That's that's I know. Good. It's fine. Also, there's like definitely parts. At least, I think there's parts that I would cut out from of me from the of me talking. Um, no, it's so uncut, Jam. I everything you've said has been good. Okay, did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise as altruism. When I heard the line, I didn't think Maya. I thought like, oh my gosh, like all the times that I am like trying to give advice or trying to like talk to someone and like help them through something. But then, like, by, like, referencing, like, an experience that I went through, because to me, like, that's, like, a way of connecting. That's, like, a way of, like, here's, like, what worked for me in a similar situation, or, like, here's how I felt about something, like, and, like, is this helpful? But, like, I'm, like, oh, no, no, I just sound like I'm selfish, and I'm, like, trying to talk about myself. Like, that's, like, that was, like, shit, I don't like that I do that. But I do that, and I know that I do that, and I want to stop, but, like, this is, like, that's what I thought about. That makes sense that we would both look at this and see, like, the things we like less about ourselves okay are we ready for sexy baby wait i think i think i have a few more things about anti-hero oh. um when i feel like the um the specificity to me i was really i was really thinking about the dream like i had this dream my daughter-in-law kills me for the money and she thinks i left them in the will um as someone who like has has quite vivid dreams also very vivid um daydreams and sometimes i think that like you can like daydream something like very not great and then like then at least I've had this experience where like I will like be mad at myself for something that I thought of in a dream like for like a feeling that I had about someone like you know that meme of like why are you mad at your friend oh or why are you mad at your partner oh they cheated on me in a dream it's like it was a dream it doesn't matter but I will get mad at myself for things that like happen in dreams or happen in daydreams I'm like do I secretly want this to happen um and then I'm like oh it's me hi I'm the problem it's me I also I also think that this song feels as we said feels very different than a mirror ball a piece. Uh, I also think the archer feels very different than all of that because these are the three things that I referenced a lot in my notes on these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that I think that antihero is like it's not it's not those songs to me feel like kind of a meditation on like like a, a self reflection a meditative self-reflection especially peace especially peace whereas I think this is like more of a frantic one to me this is like the bridge of the archer which is like they see right through me they see right through me I see right through me can you see right through me this song feels like that frantic energy just expanded into into three minutes interesting (sighs) okay should we move on to number four we never talk sexy I mean oh sexy baby it's like this is it's just so, it's, like, so perfect that she said that because something that you and I talk about a lot in, like, psychosexual development is, like, the idea of, like, a sexy child, the kid who is given sexual capital by adults and, like, made into a sexy child, even though it's it's coming from outside of them, not inside of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was not a sexy child, so I, like, I love it. I'm, like, yes, Taylor, like, you feel like everyone else is a sexy baby and you're not, like, no. sing it. We talk about this all the time. We weren't sexy children. We weren't sexy this babies. Is like one of our favorite, like this, this podcast is. If you were a sexy child, you're welcome. But we are not sexy, ba- or we weren't sexy babies. We were not. But okay, I'm ready for number four. Number four. Okay, Snow on the Beach. Here's what I wrote. Um, it's fine. I like it enough. Here's what I wrote. Phoebe stays the only woman with her own verse. Yes. Phoebe stays the only woman. Two. I wrote, and my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. I'm unglued. Thanks to you. I just liked that. I also liked flying in a dream stars by the pocketful. 
it all reminded me of the second verse in Gold Rush, which is one of my favorite songs. Another line that I liked was, I searched Aurora Borealis green. I've never seen someone lit from within. Um, my smile is like, I've won a contest. I thought those were all really great lines. I also wrote Interplanet Janet because she references Interplanet Janet. Who's Interplanet Janet? I thought Janet? that was so funny. Interplanet Janet, she's a galaxy girl. <laughs> I love a schoolhouse rock moment. Oh my, these are just, these are things that I just don't know. Oh, do you, have you heard of Janet? No, I don't think so. It's Janet, she's a galaxy girl. Wow, maybe Schoolhouse Rock is American. Maybe that's why. Maybe. That's not, that's, wait, Schoolhouse Rock where, um, I'm just a bill. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. But, but, that, like, where she, she references Interplanet, I, there's, like, all the space stuff and Janet, so that's all I've got. Um, are you ready for number five? Um, yeah. Number five. Okay. A track five. Um, all right, you're on your yeah. own, kid. Excellent. Uh, Excellent track five. To me, it continues my track five theory that they are the theses of each album, reminding me that I have that I really have to record that video essay script I wrote ba- way back when Miss Americana Doc was released. Reflecting on the past and emotions in kind of a frantic, chaotic, but also leaving you in a state of somewhat peaceful acceptance, to me, that's kind of what Midnight's is about. Um, and that was what was captured in You're On Your Own Kid. Okay, You're On Your Own Kid. I really liked your smoking with your boys. I touch my phone as oh. if it's your face. That, I was like, yeah. I also, like, I that- just love how her voice sounds. I hear in your voice you're smoking with, like, she just sounded so, so emotive. Like, I knew exactly, like, you, it just captured it so well. Um, like, that's, that's, like, just such a, such a this stage of life experience yeah I touch my phone as if it's your face I think I feel like we've had many of those phone calls where it's like I just want to give you a hug oh that's not oh interesting that's not how I took it that is not at all how I took it but that's very interesting that's not how I took it at first and that's how I'm thinking about it now I don't think about it that way okay number three um sprinkler splashes to fireplace ashes I just I enjoyed that I don't have much to say about this is a track five I hosted parties and starved my body like I'd be saved by a perfect kiss. So Nathan Hubbard, who, he's like the one, like, Taylor Swift commentator whose Twitter I have looked at, he said that this is, he thinks that this line encapsulates who she was at a moment when the whole world thought they knew Taylor Swift so well. And I just thought that was interesting. Um, everything loses the step you take, so make the friendship bracelets, take the moment and taste it. You've got no reason to be afraid. The instant that I heard, so make the friendship bracelets, take the moment and taste it, I screenshotted that and wrote a tweet about it. Um, that is, I wrote so, 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 so true, bestie. And that's also, mm-hmm. like, me this at summer, like, urging my campers to get out of bed and, like, just make the friendship bracelets in it. Make the memories, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm ready for number six. Oh, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to part with this song. I think, like, the, the friendship bracelets, I was like, oh, this is, like, she wrote this for the camp counselors. So that's, and that, you echoed that. Um, but I want to, I want to circle back to, um, I touch my phone as if it's your face, um, I, one other interpretation of the, or one other thing that's made me think about was, like, waiting for someone to, like, respond to a text or to a call, um, like, feeling like you're, like, on, like, on the hook, like, you're just waiting, it's like you're touching, you, like, keep, like, picking up your phone as if it's, like, a way to, like, wait for this connection. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I have so, I think I could talk about this for way too long and I want to move on. I see this as being inextricably tied to your smoking with your boys. I touch my phone as if it's your face. Yeah, when you're with someone in a group, but you want to be with them alone. Oh. Like, the instant I heard that, I I knew exactly what it was. Um, for me, at least. Okay, now I feel oh, ready to move. 
Okay. Um, Midnight Rain. What I wrote. Oh, I said, it reminds me of Getaway Car. Um, not in like, not really sonically, but like, he was sunshine, I was midnight rain, like. In, in that it's about Tom Hiddleston? Yeah, that too, that too. Yeah. That too. But like, this first, it's like, or also like, the way I loved you, of like, this guy's great, but I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not good, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mess this up. So, why don't I just mess it up real bad? Yeah, I wrote, so this is about Tom Hiddleston, right? And I said, this is a fun one to listen to. And the only other comment I have on this is there's been a lot of chatter about, like, the status of, like, nice boy Ed, the distorted, that that male voice is a distorted voice. I do think it's Taylor. The, like, enunciation sounds like her, and I think that if it wasn't her, we would know who it was. That's all I've got to say on my night reign. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to talk about question. Okay. I don't have that much to say about it. Go for it. Okay. I love this song. I love this song, and I love, it. to me, it feels... The Jack Antonoff influence feels different than the other. I mean, these are all Jack Antonoff songs, I'm pretty sure. But this is so Jack Antonoff. This is so Jack Antonoff, and also like the little like auto tune like distortion on her vocals in, in the bridge. I'm like, this sounds like Sun Nights by Fun, which is of course also Jack Antonoff. Yeah, I loved, love, love right. that. I was gonna say this doesn't sound like a Jack Antonoff produced song. This sounds like a Jack Antonoff song. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. No. And also like it. it it sounds like it sounds like a, like other Bleacher songs too. It it's just it's so Jack and I love it. It sounds like his song specifically mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the here's the other here's like the paragraph that I wrote. As someone who loves to ask questions, is a quote unquote sucker who lets people fill her minds, and has written the lyric. I wish I could crawl inside your mind and know just what you think. I first saw the song as like when you're asking a new partner about their past and like starting to feel a little bit of like jealousy, but it's just a question. Like you ask the question, you can't feel bad, but like they're answering your question even though like it's the answer is not what you want it to be it's like now i need to pull up the lyrics when she said um does it does it feel like everything is just like second best after after that meteor strike i was like oh she's like asking about like am i just second best after you already had a meteor strike like you've already been in love what am i um but then upon like real like realistic to it i'm like i actually don't think that that's what it's about Maybe it can be about, like, a multitude of things. But I was like, maybe it's, like, talking to an ex about how good the two of you were at one point, and now they're with someone else, the suitable choice, as she says at the end. Maybe she's calling herself the suitable choice, and her current partner can't forget past loves. So many ways to interpret it. I love it. I think that you're thinking, you're definitely thinking a lot more about what these songs are about than I am. That's one of the things on the, like, the one of the trains that I'm not riding is, like, the, the... Well, actually, no. I take that back. Continue what you're saying, and well, then I'll read what I down. I don't think that I'm. I care too much about what it's about in terms of like the celebrity gossip, like who each, per, like what e- who each song is about. To me, like that mat, like that doesn't really matter a lot. But rather, like oh, I, I think that's the part that I that I'm like, like I listened to Midnight Rain, and I was like, okay, it's a Tom Hiddleston song. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel like I I I get that, like that, and I recognize that. I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that I do think that Swifties, especially on social media can like border on the like this feels like weird like this feels like you're not we're not talking about these people like they're real people people and yes they're like celebrity personas but I'm like I don't need to go too far into it I just like I would like to know like the idea and like what the emotions are trying to capture and I think that I, I tend to like have feel more solid in that with more listens um 
I like this is one place where I was like, okay, I don't want to hear about Carly Class, but I, I appreciate the like, I appreciated that like application of that theory. Um, okay, because I don't remember who I was before you, be, before you painted all my nights. A color I've searched for since is Alyssa Ferris. You showed me colors. You know, I can't see with anyone else. Um, I just may like to have a conversation. Can I ask you a question? I don't know why I read that down, but that sounds like something I would write. Um, also, obviously, does it feel like everything's just like second best after that meteor strike? Like these are things that are like easy standouts that are so Taylor. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready for vigilante shit. Okay, vigilante um, shit. I... Yeah, you want to start? Uh, okay, I wrote ooh cat eye two revenge dress dressing for revenge new season of the crown the new season the trailer for the new season of the crown just came out this week and um it's like the later part of charles of diana's life of charles and diana's relationship and like you got to see diana's revenge dress which is interesting i was just thinking about that this is definitely a song i'll be listening to a lot i also like fully forgot the scooter brought in yael cohen got divorced until i listened to the song i was like you're right like scooter and yael did get divorced a couple months ago and i like looked at like i did this for a bunch of songs i have notes like this i looked at like the um google search trends for scooter broad divorce and the search is skyrocket <laughs> um like at midnight which is funny because their divorce was finalized a couple weeks ago and like no one noticed so anyway that's all i have to say about that i just like i forgot that they got divorced i didn't know they got divorced until right now but the more you know Scooter Cohen are divorced. Um, um, I think the text I sent you was like, oh my gosh, is this about Kimberly? Um, because I just heard, like, got the kids, got the house. Well, oh, which isn't true, though. I think, I don't I don't know the details of Kim and Connie's divorce. Yeah, no, I listened to this, and I, this was all Scooter Run, Yael Cohen to me. Mm. Cuba, Elsa, and Vigilante shit. I just, I wrote, I think we all forget that Taylor, as a, as a millennial woman, can sometimes be, to quote, to quote Sarah, a bit of a chug monster, and I think this song is chug monster. Yeah. Um, like, let her have her, I, let her, have her fun, you, but this song, yeah. to me, also, it sounded a bit, like, Billie Eilish aspirational. Like, it reminded me of um, You Should See Me in a Crown, but, like, it just, it wasn't that. You know what? Taylor, have your fun. We're going to move on. Okay. Visualed. I oh. only wrote two things. Okay, you tell. I have a lot. You go first. Okay. Um, putting someone first only works when you're in your top five. So true, Taylor. Um, I think that's, like, a great rule about life, and it reminds me of, um, like, my mom, I think it's supposed to be something she learned in grad school, but maybe she just came up with it on her own, talks about, like, looking at friendships as, like, investments, and, like, you can't prioritize every investment, like, then they're not, like, one of them is not a priority, like, you can't be putting in more than you're getting out, and, like, this is just similar to what my mom says about friendships, of, like, putting someone first when they're not putting you in their top five is like I think this is a very realistic like good friendship advice and then did all the extra credit that got graded on a curve is like I love to do well in a class and I love to do better than everyone else in a class more than I love to do well in a class like for example I'm not doing I'm like I'm, I'm not an A plus student in my stats class right now but I'm above average um so it's really a dagger to my heart when things get graded on a curve that makes uh, like that like puts my grades closer to other people's grades that's all i've got to say on it oh my gosh i thought i had the larger meaning of the song okay okay i let me say my piece okay okay maya this is the song i want to talk to you the most about because though i have some qualms with it i'm not obsessed with um 
the verses and not every single lyric hits i think the song is so i think it's one of my favorite tweets that goes like there's no more liberating feeling than watching your best friend realize he was literally just some guy and she deserves more that is bejeweled bejeweled is internalizing the fake it till you make it mentality you've tried to put on a happy face and be confident post not being treated well or not having love reciprocated or getting out of a bad situation and now you know that you're great and you're beautiful and you're dazzling and you just get to celebrate that i miss you but i miss sparkling I heard that line and I was like, oh my, I will have something to say about that. I miss you, but I miss sparkling. Um, I, think- I did think very similar to that one time, but to me, this was such a nothing song. Oh my gosh, no. Like, wait, now let me find, like, I think what I wrote was like something about like, I'm going to find it in my notes app now. I'm going to search the word sparkled for you. Um, something I wrote was asking the same as you used to around a former crush, ask to not so as to not let them know that in real life you only sparkled that much for them i wrote this april 30th 2021 at 8 24 a.m um which really says something about how i was doing back then were you thinking of that specifically yeah so i like didn't even pick up on that but Uh, i also like so freshman year desperation like 8 24 (laughs) a.m writing like a deeply sad thing yeah i it's almost like it to me, I look back at, like, my notes app, and I see things that I wrote. It's not, like, the 2 a.m. stuff that I'm, like, oh, wow, this is really painful. It's, like, what was I writing at, like, 9.20 before my class started when I was, like, no, I need to get this out? Yeah. Um, okay. I've, I've more, I have more, I have more. I said, wow. also, I think very much, I think he knows vibes, which is why I think Taylor, I keep saying Taylor, one of her best modes. She has a lot of best modes. Um, flirty confidence with a little bit of snark, justified and self-aware, like she's earned it and she knows that. She, like, this is, she knows she's bejeweled, and she's not going to tolerate being, she's not going to tolerate it, she's not going to be in a tolerated situation, she's bejeweled, she's getting out there, she's having fun, um, she's, she's faked it, and now she's made it, she's thriving, I love this song. Um, Danny, I just saw, I love all your commentary, I just saw something on social media that I need to talk shit with you about briefly, so I'm going to bring it up, even though you're going to have to cut the segment out. Okay. Game, go luck. We, like, need to talk shit about this. No, no, no. Why is it? Why is nothing loading? Uh-oh, she... Ah! <laughs> ah! Also, uh- Yeah. Ah! Okay, okay. Back to Bejeweled. Back to, back to Bejeweled. Okay, guys, we're back. We just had to talk shit briefly, but we're back. <laughs> um... That's going to be the intro. The, ah! Okay, guys, we're back. Um, okay, one more thing One more thing about Bejeweled um, that I had. Okay, I really want to emphasize that I don't know why I have such a visceral connection to the song. I just do. I just love it. And I think because I listened to it and I was like, oh, like I was able to pinpoint like a, like a week of, like a week in my life in the past year where like I really felt like I was this song. Like it, it was me. She wrote it about me. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. I love that feeling. And I can vibe to the song. But then I'm also listening to it from the beginning. And I was like, I don't love all these lyrics or they haven't like connected with me so much, but I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Okay. I just texted one of our shared former campers who's a Swifty to hear her thoughts. Cause I'm really excited to hear what she has to think. Oh my God. So my campers texted me, which is very cute. Labyrinth. Are we ready? Labyrinth. I said next nothing about this. I wrote, I wrote, I love this one interesting that nathan hubbard says that it's the skip i think i agree i think this is the epiphany of this album and that's all i have to say about it but i loved it 
Okay, well, maybe I agree that it's the epiphany and that it is going to be overlooked, criminally overlooked and underappreciated. Um, I don't think, I don't, do you think epiphany is criminally overlooked and underappreciated? I think it's just, yes. like, objective, like, it is a skip. I don't think so. I don't, okay, I wrote, I love this one. I think this one is one of my favorites. Feels like folklore-ish, but the synths come in. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, okay, I'm glad that we both agree that we love this one. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but you said it was a skip. No, I said Nathan Hubbard said oh. it. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe for some people it's a skip. But also, I'm sure to some people, like, oh, the arch is a skip. Well, Nathan Hubbard puts Epiphany in his, like, top five. So, like, I just, like, oh. I thought it was interesting that he said that because, like, I feel like he's someone who famously loves Epiphany, or at least famously to listeners of his podcast. Mm. Um, I think, like, oh, I'm fa- oh, oh, I'm falling in love. Oh, no, I'm falling in love. Oh, I'm falling in love. Like, I think you, you said this about um, Auntie here, like, wondering, like, at which point in her life she was writing these songs. To me, like, this, this feels very much like Reputation era, but a very different vibe with Reputation. Um, probably hence why it's not on the album. But, like, to me, this is is this the end of all the endings? My broken bones are mending with all these nights we're spending. But this is, like, the more anxious side of it, of, like, I know how much... I, I know what I'm like in relationships. I know how much I give. I don't know if I can do that again. I'm really scared. Very nice. I love are it. Are you ready? Sweet nothing. Can I talk about sweet nothing? No, we, you're, that's missing karma. Oh, I'm, oh my God. How did I skip karma? Okay, talk about karma. Um, I... Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me is the most Taylor Swift thing that Taylor Swift has ever written. Um, and like, oh, Taylor, like sometimes you're just so you. Ask me what I learned from all those years. Ask me what I learned from all those tears. Ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. That's like so her in three lines. Um, Karma is the guy on the screen coming home to me. She's like, she's like so obsessed with Joe. Like, I know, so but it's cute. It's cute though. It's she's so obsessed with Joe. Yeah. You, you don't love their love? No, I love their love. I just feel like it's car- like karma is the guy on the screen coming home to me. It's such a cringy thing to write. Well, this entire song is cringe, but you have to lean into it because it's fun. Um, th- okay, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say, too. Um, okay, sweet nothing. Okay, I think the song musically and lyrically fit so well together. Like, it sounds, it sounds like it sounds like how it sounds like the words sound like how the music Mm. they fit so well together it's honing in on one idea so well together sweet nothing simple pure cute on the way home i wrote a poem you say what a mind this happens all the time that is true love that is love that is love for all the girls who are notes at poets who like will write something silly on the way home and just want to be told that they are so smart and so wisdom so wisdomatic to quote my campers so wise so so what a mind that's that's all i have to say um, I wrote this one is stellar. It's very peace. And I like peace is one of my favorite songs. Like peace is one of my favorite pieces of writing that exists in the world. Um, on the way home, I wrote a poem. You say what a mind this happens all the time. I think that like, so this happens all the time part like feels very important to me. Um, another like another very peace moment was to you. I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. Um, I love that. And then Here's, like, something I still just, I think is just, like, funny about them is, like, 
there's just something about Taylor and Joe that are funny. Like, why does he still use William Bowery if we know it's him? Yeah. Um, and I would be very I Taylor, like, she kind of said which parts of Betty he wrote. And like I, I'm curious to hear like what parts of Sweet Nothing he wrote. And I wonder if I because I also know that Betty, like it was he had the music and she had a lot of the lyrics mm-hmm. and like he had the bridge, but she filled the rest in. I'm curious about the process here and I hope that she'll mm-hmm. tell us more about who did what. I thought with he, Betty he did like the chor like he was singing like if I showed up at your pot like he was singing the chorus. That was really out of out of key. Ignore that. Um, oh, maybe. I know regardless, I'm curious to hear like which one of them did what because she was so specific about what he did on Betty. Mm. Yes, I would like and, to know as well. Ah, Sorry, I just dropped my phone. I'm ready to move on to Mastermind. Okay. What'd you write about Mastermind? I wrote, if you play, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So true, Bestie. This was me last weekend when you and Sarah were here, and I was planning, planning, planning. Like, I just, I know that you know that I'm always planning, but, like, I, something that I would get tattooed, like, on my, like, face is if you plan to fail, you fail to, pl- or if you plan, fail to plan, you plan to fail. I think that's really true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really related to this song. I think this is, like, a great it's like it's such a great vibe I like really related to it um and I really loved um this is the first time I felt the need to confess and I swear I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care um this is the first time I felt the need to confess is like also very peace like you she understands that this relationship is different from other ones and that's all I've got on mastermind Mm -hmm. okay I the all the lyrics you wrote down are the things that I like highlighted or the lyrics that I highlighted um but I also wrote the super cut interpolation at the end um excellent um I I wrote also appearance versus reality which if you know me you know is a a theme from grade 12 English that I think also applies to Taylor Swift's career and every single album and every persona she takes on everything um maybe it just applies to life and that's why that's why it was a theme of your high school curriculum no, I'm pretty sure it was just about Taylor Swift. If you say so, I'm with you. Um, also, this song compared to Invisible String, which I, I know a bunch of people on Twitter were making jokes about. This is, like, the main joke that I saw was, like, Mastermind really said no heart to Invisible String. Um, but, like, isn't it just so pretty to think that it was all by chance? But we as humans know, a la Maggie Rogers, what we want, want, what we want, want, and we want it. And Taylor is a planny planner like us. And I love that she knew what she wanted, she knew what she wanted, and she planned. She planned. Um, I can say that sentence, and I, I love how I can say that sentence, and I know that Maya will understand it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I I like this album, or I like this song a lot as the album closer, too. Um, I, think, I think it's very fitting, and I think that... I think Taylor knows what she's doing when she, like, puts songs... Like, she knows what she's doing when making... Um, when ordering the songs in an album. And she does it well. Yes. You do you also... Do you also have comments for the rest of the of the releases for the 3 a.m.? Um, I don't. I'd not get to listen okay. to them more than once. Oh, wait. You haven't? No, I've only listened to them once through. Oh, can I still run through what I wrote? Yes, please I do. Um... Yeah, I love Masterminds, and I do think Mastermind is a good closer, but that's not how I listen to the album. Okay, 14, The Great War. I loved when she said spineless in my tomb of silence. That's so brilliant. That's what a tomb of, a tomb of silence isn't 
always because you're spineless, but often it is. Diesel is desire you are playing with fire. Brilliant. So Taylor. Um, something I wrote, Taylor had her own The Crisis and It's the Great War. I refer to like about a year and a half of my life as like capital T, capital C, The Crisis. And like, that's Taylor's The Great War. Mm-hmm. Um, looked up at me with honor and truth, broken and blue. So I called off the troops is very from peace. And you know that I'd swim with you for the fence and sit with you in the trenches. And then also if your Cascade Ocean Blue Waves come. I thought great. of I thought of um did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? And also I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight. Yeah, those are also really good ones to add in here. Um bigger than the whole sky. I wrote perfection, gonna be another tolerate it. Um saying words I don't believe is something she said. I like part of part of the crisis for me was like learning to say words you don't believe. And I imagine that was also part of the Great War for her. Number 16, Paris. Um, I'm so in love that I might stop breathing. Drew a map on your bedroom ceiling is a lot like peace. You paint dreamscapes on the wall. So I love that. And then I also wrote this is really great, but it's the second mention of cheap wine. Do we really believe that Taylor Swift is drinking all this cheap wine? Because the thing about cheap wine is like it gives you headaches. <laughs> I just feel like if I like had the option to like not drink cheap wine, like I wouldn't. I, I, I agree. Sincerely, last week when I was in Ann Arbor and Maya woke me up from my nap with, with cheap wine served to me in a glass with ice at 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, was it was, it was, it, we were living large. We were living large. We were, we were so like Taylor in that moment. We were just like Taylor. Do you think that Taylor likes to like cosplay as being like young, broken, reckless by drinking cheap wine, even though she could afford expensive wine? She loves barefoot Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> lo- a la king of my heart. Um, wait, but you could never be king of my heart because you don't drink out of plastic cups. You travel with a jar. You guys, Danny came to my house this weekend and she brought her own glass jar and metal straw. Okay, okay, okay. I need to, I need to defend myself. Bringing the metal, it's not that I wouldn't do that normally. I mean, I, I, it's, it is fitting. It's, it is fitting with who I am to bring a metal jar, or to bring a metal straw and glass jar places. But I only did that to this last weekend because I left my water bottle at home and I, I don't have it with me and I'm, I am dehydrated and I'm also bringing around a metal, uh, metal straw and glass jar everywhere. Um, love to see it. At that point, don't you feel like you should just like reuse a plastic water bottle? No. No. Uh, okay, I really, really, like, singly is plastic. Like, something about it makes me, makes me sick, but only sometimes. And one of those examples is the first game day of this year, I bought, like, a $5 water bottle in the stadium, and I still have that water bottle. And, like, when I drove to pick you up, like, I had a plastic water bottle that was full of liquid IV. Like, it was that water bottle that I got on, like, the first day of September. Um. And the last note on Paris is, I wrote, not rhyming Paris with where else. Like, I know. <laughs> and that was the thing for me. I, I Paris, I've listened to, okay, no. Paris, I've listened to twice. And would have, could have, should have, but we'll get to that. I've listened to twice as well. Um, Paris, I was like, this is fun. This is a, like, I like, I was like, I like walking to this. But you can't rhyme Paris with where else. I don't, I, yeah. I mean, you can if you're Taylor Swift, but like, right. there's something, something is ontologically weird. It's like, okay. it's like High orange infi- and door hinge. <laughs> exactly. High infidelity. Finally, a song about Calvin Harris. April 29th is the This Is What You Came For release date. Um, great song. Love oh, that. you did research. 
I did research. It didn't take that much. I looked up April 29th and then Google filled it in for me. That's and my said, cousin's birthday. Fun fact. Oh, fun fact. Um, I'd pay if you just know me. It was really, really great talking about like, I, I think that's really says something about her relationship with Calvin Harris. I would pay if you just know me. And I think that says something about, I think that's like very, very human. Like we will give so much and we want to give so much if we feel recognized. Yeah, um, that um, was, I, I think about that line. And I think, I think you, you know why that line would be important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was so cryptic. Really, do you really want to know where I was April 29th? So I really have to tell you how he brought me back to life. Great work, Taylor. Put on your headphones and burn my city is like, I, I think that's, I love, I just love that like she's writing a song directly about Calvin Harris. I'm like, this is it. Um, I wrote, girl, put your records on. Like, that's <laughs> girl, put your records on. Um, I also, I texted you, um, like, a reference to to a, a DJ that we know, or not that we know, but a DJ in the world, about, like, the put your record, put your headphones on and burn my seat. Do you see my text about that? I did. That's really funny. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That's all I've got to say about High Infidelity, but I loved this song. I thought it was so great. I will, I, I'm all the bonus tracks, I or all the 3 a.m. version, I, 3 a.m. edition, I need to, re, I need to give them more, an in, more of an in-depth listen, but, um, <laughs> I'm imagining, like, Calvin Harris with his headphones on, and, like, you know, like, the Elmo meme of Elmo's, like, hands up in flames, and, like, there's, like, fire behind it, I'm imagining that, but it's Calvin Harris with his, like, headphones and little DJ wiki wiki thing. Wiki, <laughs> yeah, I, wiki, I wiki, wiki, okay, glitch, um, she she went out the calculator for this one, um, getting that getting that big number that six times five, um, and then I said I wrote nice exclamation point and I said we don't know like I don't know what it is about Joe but like there's something about that man that she's just like so obsessed with and like she puts it in our faces sometimes in weird ways where you're like ugh like play it cool, <laughs> and then um, she write a song like I think he knows and she's like no I am playing it cool. I'm playing it so cool. Good ones never wane. He knows that he that he knows that he better lock it down because I won't stick around. It's like, no, girl, you would. You would stick around. You would stick around. You did. Um, how I feel about would have, could have, should have is I think different from how a lot of other people feel. Um, so just a couple more things. I said this is very interesting to hear her, to hear from her as like a full, like she's an adult who's like, this experience happened a long time ago and she doesn't, she doesn't like she doesn't reference it often so it's just very I was very I wrote I wonder when she wrote this it's very 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 interesting um and then I said I don't think this song a lot of people are saying like this is more intense than Dear John I don't think so no I don't think so either I don't think I don't think this is like her most upsetting song I don't think this is like the worst I just it didn't hit as hard for me as other songs I don't think it has the closeness even though it clearly is about John Mayer um I wrote I really liked um if you tasted poison you could have spit me out at the first chance if clarity's in death then why won't this die um and then I said but I I really personally relate to the sense of pain that makes you wish you could get rid of it all um one of that like her one of her closing lines is, I can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. The wound won't close. I keep waiting for a sign. I regret you all the time. And I, something I said to you once about, um, the crisis, capital T. 
not about the crisis, but about something that was really, really, really painful and, like, someone that I think caused me so much pain was that any lessons that, like, this guy taught me, I could have learned in a far less painful way. And, like, I think that what I would say this song is about is, like, any lessons that she learned. And I did learn lessons from that experience. So many. It informs like all romantic experiences that I have now. And I think Taylor would say that like John Mayer informed her romantic future, but like any lessons she learned from that, she could have learned in a less painful way. And that was my takeaway from this mm-hmm. song. Um, um, but I also think that maybe it doesn't have the closeness of Dear John, because to me, this song felt like it was about me and not about her, mm-hmm. but great about her. Mm-hmm. Something I think about with this song, um, and again, like with people saying like, that it's, like, more scathing than Dear John. I don't think that it is. And I think that, like, to, to me, it's it's just, it's very sad. Like, it, and it's, like, I think that it's, to me, it's similar to Tolerate and that, like, I don't think I can listen to this, like, so often because, like, it really, like, it, it I think it takes a toll, or it's taking a toll on me to listen to it just because, like, like, it viscerally makes me, like, it makes me uncomfortable and really sad and, like, and, and, I mean, in ways that it's, like, this is, like, just how, you know, powerful her writing is and, like, the how powerful music is as an art form. But, like, I think that this feels... I, I too, was, was wondering, like, when was this written and, like, at what point? And, like, I think that it's the type of perspective that, like, that so counteracts when she says, I get older but never wiser. Like, no, like, I think she's very wise and, like, I don't know. Like, it, I, I don't have any coherent thoughts about it other than, like it's, it makes me sad, it makes me really sad, and, like, I don't know, read Rain Fisher Kwan's The Pain Gap, and also her article about Taylor Swift called Why Don't We Think She Was Too Young, um, yeah, young womanhood. I, like, don't feel the need to get on the this is about Taylor train, um, and, like, I think those are both interesting pieces of work that you bring up, but, like, not my vibe. To me, Mm -hmm. the song's about me personally. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Only have one left, and I have, like, literally nothing to say about it, which is, hmm, okay? Yeah. Um, and she said never take advice from someone who's falling apart, but, like, maybe that's why she thinks she isn't wise, because she says the most obvious things, like, never take advice from someone whose life is falling apart. But I like when she said, bend when you can, snap when you have to. Yeah, I like that. Bend and snap, says Taylor. And also, um, that, like, that's very... Um, that's very Marjorie. Yes. Very, very Marjorie. Very Marjorie. Um, I think, I think also, like, with the, the never take advice from someone whose life is, who's falling apart. I, I, I love taking advice from people whose life is falling apart because I think that they're figuring out how to put it back together. What I, like, I wrote this in my, in my 19 things I learned in my 19th year is, like, I think some of the best role models I have are not people who have everything together, but people who are, like, real and like make mistakes and and like figure out how to deal with them okay so then well you can say to taylor actually i disagree yeah taylor actually i disagree i think i think i think i think no one has it together i think no one has it together um yeah maybe okay that's all 20 songs and that's an hour and 10 minutes oof i this Um, this may be a clunky edit Are, are you glad that i'm the one recording it yeah, well, it's not that bad. No. Um, something I do when I record is 
I like put a little M, like I put a little mark at something I know I'm going to need to edit out. So it goes pretty quickly. Mm. Um, but I, okay, I feel like that's, do, do you want to like restate your like concluding or your overall thoughts? Um, I think, I think I've gained so many new overall thoughts listening to your overall thoughts. Thoughts spelled how we know thoughts should be spelled. Um, yeah. Overall. Um, Taylor Swift for president. No. Um, like. Yeah. She's made a masterpiece and it's no surprise because. Yeah. Because like this is what she does. This is very much. This is a Taylor Swift album. Yeah. Um, I think I've. I'm like impressed. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that um, you have like so much of like the pop culture celebrity gossip lore part of it because I think out of the two of us you were definitely more like Kardashian correspondent you like have like a better pulse of like what's going on with um with with these celebrities so I'm like I'm very grateful that you can let me know that Scooter Braun and his wife got divorced big news for me uh or big news to me Um, I thank you for the thing that you made me think about mm. when you asked me what I think Maroon is about oh yeah I just like hadn't really thought that hard but like I, I think Maroon is about red. And Maroon I stand by And I, 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 I support that. Conclusion to get to, but um, I really... No, I think I think that you have the, the pop culture lens, or you have, like, the celebrity lens, and I think that I, I would like... I would love to if I could offer the, 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 music, the musicality lens, but I, like, I genuinely just need to listen to it more times to, like, to have, like, more... More I took piano lessons critiques of this, or comments of this album. <laughs> Perfect. Um, do you have like a couple lyrics that are like really standouts to you? Or maybe we'll put those on the story, on the podgram story. Maybe, yeah. Um It's just it's just it's just bejeweled. I just have so many thoughts of bejeweled. <laughs> I miss you, but I miss sparkling. Yeah. Um I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll post that really sad thing that I wrote freshman year on the podgram story for everyone to see. Oh no. <laughs> okay i've made a complete recovery yeah um one one word no chug monster ah yeah <laughs> uh, you you think chug monster no it, i would not some i would vigilante shit is chug monster but like overall this album is not chug monster I don't think this album is too monster. I think that, but I think that this album is so Taylor. It's, I think this album is, is Taylor and Taylor at the same time and like switching back and forth at, at the drop of a hat. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think, I think, is that, that's it, that's all. I have other things to tell you that I just aren't for the pod. So should we say goodbye to the pod and I'll stop recording? Yeah, say goodbye, Shabbat Shalom pod, and then we will catch up. Just Good. the two of us. Goodbye, Shabbat Shalom Pod. Okay, Shabbat Shalom Pod. Bye.